All right. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Stolen Homes, ep the second episode. So if you haven't listened to the first episode, you should definitely go listen to the first episode because they're in chronological order. So um, it's a series. It'll make sense if you listen from the beginning to the second to the third. Um, so this is the second episode. Hi, Baba. Hi, Olympia. Hi. Um, so let's let's just dive in. We stopped the first episode um, with you going into the church and telling <coughs> the priest at the time that the Turks were invading or coming, and um, you had to stop the service. So that's that's where we stopped last time, so we can pick up from there. That's probably the best place to pick up from. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, that was a very dark day, and in so many different ways. Uh, in my mind, it was a very dark day. Mm. I could uh, We could see the Turkish planes um, moving east, from east, from west to east, uh, right uh, behind the church, basically, uh, dropping um, supplies and and pro probably personnel as well hmm. uh, in the parts that were controlled by the Turkish Cypriots at the time. The village uh, that was close to us was called Chados or Javos. We call it Javos, and. Um, <coughs> And they had a, uh, a military base there. Hmm. And so what uh, was happening is that they were strengthening their positions. And we knew that this was not going to go very well because um, war, was, uh, war was already starting. Okay? Yeah. Um, the news from uh, the, the north uh, coast uh, that uh, the Turks were unloading, unloading thousands of troops and equipment was coming to us and um, and as the day went on hmm. there was news that was coming to us about uh, the Turks attacking Kerinya, the, the city of Kerinya and attacking nearby um, villages and uh, and as um, as the day closed I um, I actually volunteered because I was not um, yet drafted in the military. I was 17 and I was still in school. So the um, uh, so the, the ones, the, the people, the young men that were, all the men that were of age to serve in the military had already gone. And those who were already in the military, of course, were uh, moved around to wherever the, they thought they should take them. Yeah. And so I, I joined the group of volunteers, about 28 of us, I think it was 28. And how old were you at that time? Were you 16 or 17? No, I was 17. Yeah. I was 17. And the others were adults. Um, some of them were older adults, like in their 40s. Some of them were in their 30s. Mm -hmm. And um, and they, and anyway, so they, I went along with them <clears throat> and we and we went uh, north toward the Turkish village. Yeah. Where, um, we were expecting at some point they would move against us. And so we were kind of providing a, um, a deterrent for the Turkish troops from moving against uh, Marathovunus. Right. And at the same time, <clears throat> we began to have a communication with the regular troops that were uh, moving by the next, by the next day, okay, they, w they moved in from the west and finally that village was attacked by us and hmm. and our troops took over but in the meantime this now is Saturday <coughs> the 20th there is no movement of troops yet we just go out there and we basically take positions in a um, in a place that was an abandoned house and hmm. uh, and we uh, we set up uh, some of the equipment that that they brought in some of the machine guns and things that the soldiers brought in. This was like in. the second day. This is the first the day. First we're day? still on the first day, okay? Yeah. And so we're we're about seven hundred yards from the Turkish. Oh wow. Um, the Turkish positions. Yeah. They had not moved at all, uh, and we had come close to them. Okay. And um, yeah, and and it was quiet. It was very quiet. Uh, there was no fighting yet. There was nothing happening, and that night. We stayed in that place, uh, we mm. which, which was in the fields, and the only uh, the only position that could protect us were some um, like uh, caves into the mm. into the ground. Yeah, and the little house 
a small little house uh, that was um, like one room, you know, and, they, and there was a window and um, our people had one machine gun, one major, major machine gun, it was a brand machine gun, mm. and they positioned it in that window and they were planning to use that as a, you know, as a, uh, a, a position for, for uh, confronting the Turks if they moved in our direction. Hmm. So, so about 28 of us, as I said, were kind of spread out. They were watching. I didn't have a weapon. I was not, I was not given a gun because I was, uh, I was not trained. And um, yeah, and and I was basically responsible to pass messages from, uh, you know, from the one side to the other because right. we spread out in a line. Hmm. Um, along the in the trees and and we hmm. took uh, positions in the ground basically uh, just watching to see if the Turks will move what were Yayan Bapu doing during that time did they even know you were doing that <clears throat> no I did not tell them anything I had no idea yeah. they had no idea where it was I mean I just got out and and went you yeah. know and yeah uh, yeah was at home my mother was at home my sister was at home my younger brother was at home um, and they knew and um Nobody knew where I was, really. I mean, I had, I, I told them I'm right. going with these guys, but they had no idea that I was going to be. But they knew that the the Turks were coming oh, yes, closer, yes, closer, yes, but course. they just didn't know where you were specifically. Oh yes, I mean everybody, everybody knew because knew, the, yeah, the you know the mm-hmm. the line of uh, planes, yeah. cargo planes, coming one after the other. It was That's like uh, you know it was every every two minutes there would be another plane oh my gosh. dropping things in the northern part northern uh, part of. Um, where the village was, yeah. which was the area that was controlled by the Turks mm. at the time. And so they, everybody knew what was happening, right? but nobody knew what to do, okay? Yeah, Except sure. the, the guys that were uh, draftable and they were, you know, in the National Guard and they were part of the, they were called in, they had left. And those of us left behind, we were trying to do something to help out, okay, just in case we were attacked. Right. So this is the first day, and that night I was out with uh, the 28, the group of 28. We were out uh, in the fields close to the Turks, about 700 yards away from the uh, military installation that mm. they had, mm-hmm. and we were hiding in the trees. And in that little house, we had that uh, machine gun. Yeah. The other, the adults that were with me, uh, they all had. Um, a rifle or something, you know, a pistol or something. I did not have anything, but I was helping the guy with the machine gun. Mm-hmm. So I was bringing uh, supplies to him. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, I was his support, his second hand. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the evening comes, and of course, we don't know if we're going to be attacked. So right. we are in the fields, we are in the trees, we're in that little house, and... Um, as the night went on, we had to get some sleep and, and um, uh, we had to kind of decide uh, who goes first to sleep hmm. and who keeps guard. And because we didn't want to be caught all asleep uh, if the Turks came at night. So right. now this is interesting because now, as I said, I was not trained. So the others had some training. Hmm. Um the only gun I ever had in my hands was uh, my father's uh, shotgun, which, you know, he went to, uh, uh, he, w- he would go to uh, hunting with it, and right. I, w- I would accompany him with that. And I think I maybe, I used it once or twice <laughs> in that. Uh, but that's about it. I didn't have any, uh, any training. Yeah. So, but, but I needed to keep guard because right. the other guys had to also get some sleep. Right. And so... Um, they decided that I should keep guard from like one to three. One in the, you know, early in the morning mm-hmm. to three o'clock in the morning. Okay. Somebody decided. There was somebody in charge. It was one <laughs> of the 28. There were a couple of them that were agreeing on what to do. Yeah. And so uh, they gave me a shotgun. Okay. And they set me somewhere and they said, you're going to stay right here and watch in that direction mm. where we're expecting the Turks may come. Oh, my gosh. And if you hear anything, you let us know. Here is your shotgun, so you can shoot if you have to. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, but if you shoot, you're betraying your position, so be careful. Um, what do you mean you're betraying your position? Well, I mean, if, if, uh, if you fire your weapon in the dark, they know exactly where you are. Uh, they okay. can see you. Betraying your, literally betraying yeah. your position. So, so instead, of, um, instead of shooting, let us know, wake us up, you know, kind <laughs> of call out. Let us know, yeah. Let us know so that we can all wake up and, and take yeah. action together. Anyway, so <laughs> um, it, was, it was a tough two hours because... Uh, I had no place to hide. Yeah. All right. I just sat on the ground in a field that had been plowed. So it was very uneven and uh, mm. very uncomfortable. And um, yeah, and, and I was there for two hours. And it's the first time that I can tell you that my heart pounced. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, the danger is imminent. I mean, you don't know who's going to come. You don't know who's going to show come. up. Yeah, yeah, show up. Yeah. The, as I said, the uh, military uh, base of the Turks was about five, 700 yards away. Right. I mean, we were really crazy in a way to be <laughs> out there because, I mean, if yeah. they had um, really well-trained commandos or whatever, they could send them and just take us all out. But nothing happened. Uh, two hours went by, somebody else took my place, and then I okay. went and found the... I tried to find a, uh, a comfortable place to sleep for the rest of the time uh, until the sun came out. And, um, yeah, and, and I, you know, I, I took, uh, you know, a couple of hours went up and then we were up outside again. Did you sleep outside or did you find Yeah, in the, on the ground. There was no... You just slept outside. No, there, we had no, we had no uh, gear of any sort. I mean, yeah. uh, we had no blankets. We had nothing. We were just yeah. in our plain clothes, mostly, uh, I mean... Except for a couple of the guys, the rest of us were in um, civilian clothing. Oh man! Yeah, so we we didn't. We're not military personnel. We, yeah. Anyway, so. Wow. But I was there, and and then, the next day, <coughs> was mayhem. The next day was really. Is this at the? This is Sunday now, the twenty-first. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, Sunday the twenty-first. Yeah, of July. Of July. Nineteen seventy-four. Yeah, yes. and. Um, and we woke up uh, in the morning. There was no action, but then uh, we got communication mm-hmm. that the our troops were heading in the direction of this Turkish village from the west. Okay. We were in the south side of the town of the village, mm-hmm. and they were coming from the west. And um, and we were to um, basically. Uh, call the attention of the Turks in our direction okay. so that they would be more able to kind of move in without being uh, attacked. Okay? So our group began to use every weapon we had, which was oh, just yeah. a few rifles and the Bren machine gun, okay. which was a Second World War uh, weapon. equipment. Yeah. Weapon. yeah. And, um, and my job was to bring ammunition to the brand man hmm. okay we call him brand. he was a tall guy yeah. uh, and he uh, he was quite strong and so he took that brand and placed it on that window and put oh something gosh. underneath and and uh, you know stepped on it and uh, and I kept bringing him uh, ammunition ammunition yeah. yeah and preparing the ammunition and giving him the the uh, uh, you know the you know the equipment to to plug into his, uh, yeah, <laughs> to his weapon. <laughs> his weapon, yeah. So, so I did that. I did that for hours because we were and we, you know, we, what we did is that basically we um, fired everything we had mm-hmm. on that um, military installation. Okay. So that we can give them the impression that there was a force coming from our direction. Hmm. But we're only 28 people. Right. Okay. Right, right. So, right about 10 o'clock, maybe 11 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. okay, after we started shooting at them, okay? Mm. And you our, don't know if you hit anybody? <laughs> or just no, in their direction, we have, yeah, probably. We're, yeah, we're shooting in that direction, so yeah. I 
how I mean, how would you not? I, you we wouldn't know and happen. we couldn't see. We couldn't gotcha. really see. The only guy that could probably see something was the guy that was at the window, who had who had the the brand gun, yeah. and he um, and he was pointing the fire toward specific targets in that gotcha. area. And and yeah. you know from a distance of seven hundred yards that spreads out. So yeah, it would probably the you know the fire the, the bullets spread out quite widely in a wide space over that um, yeah. installation, the Turkish installation. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the Turks would be crazy if they stood in the way, you know. It's like everybody <laughs> took their place, they took their position, protecting right. themselves. Right. They did not shoot back at us. Okay. Okay, that was the interesting thing. Hmm. We did not get fired hmm. for like two hours. Nobody shot at us. And then suddenly... Oh, no. Suddenly... Uh, planes begin to come. Oh no! So they called in the mm-hmm. air force, the Turkish air force. All these F-16s started oh, wow. coming down. They came from Turkey. Yeah. Okay. They would go over the mountain, yeah. the Dactylus mountain, mm-hmm. and and they would just um, dive into our positions. Oh my gosh! Shooting with all their machine guns they have in the front. Okay. And then as they lifted themselves up. Mm-hmm. They will drop bombs, uh, rockets, anything you can imagine. But that would be at Marathovnus. So oh. we we were very close to uh, to the Turkish position. So were you outside the town when you talk about like logistically where you were? Were you right outside the town, or were you still within the town? What you would call Marathovnus? No, we we're outside outside Marathovnus, about a mile away okay. from the first houses. Okay, gotcha. Okay? okay. And we're like 700 yards away from the from Turkish, them, yeah. uh, Turkish uh, military base. So, wow. So, so, so the planes, these, these F-16s would just fly over the mountain. They'd come, dive right over us. And as they came, they would be uh, shooting. Um, I can imagine with it. Their, like, with yeah. Their, yeah, with their machine guns that yeah. they have in the front. As they're of the dipping down closer to you. Yes. And then when they're going up, they're going closer to Marathobonos and That's dropping correct. bombs there. So they, they knew where we were. Yeah, so they've totally aware yeah, of where yeah, yeah. you were. So we, we just, what we did after the first one came, yeah. I mean, we're all scared. And of we, course, yeah. yeah. Everything stopped. Yeah. And we were looking for a hole to get in, you know, it's like. Did <laughs> anybody get hurt? Did nobody get hurt? Well, no one got hurt. That's amazing. And that's the amazing How is that possible? Yeah, no one. That none of us got. a little miracle in the middle of that chaos. None of us that got None hurt. of you got hurt. Yeah. Because they didn't really know exactly where we were. They couldn't see us. We're in the trees. Yeah, we're, but still, we're spread still. out. Mm-hmm. But you could hear the bullets hitting yeah. the ground. <gasps> oh, my god! And gosh. I remember one of my cousins, Yorgos, he, um, he passed out. He was so scared. Mm-hmm. He passed out, yeah. Wow. And we had to revive him. And Of course, yeah. yeah You're yeah, not going to just um, leave him. Yeah, he, uh, he passed out because there were, you know, there were others that were not of age to be in the military. So they were... Oh, my God. They were all with us. Anyway, so... I've never heard this part ever. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is... Okay, go yeah, ahead. I never talked about this before. This so is very specific. So yeah, we've yeah. never talked about that very specific part. Anyway, continue. So the first wave came and went of uh, planes mm-hmm. uh, shooting at us. And and then we didn't know exactly what was happening. We could hear big explosions coming from the direction of, uh, the, uh, right. of Marathovnus, of yeah. our village. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know what happened until... Mm. Uh, after all of this finished, then we went back, okay? Okay. The third day, so... So we, you stayed in that same location for that whole day? We stayed in the same location the entire day. Okay. And then we got up again, and we shot at them for another two hours. <laughs> oh, my god! The planes came one more time, and oh they just, you know, showered us the with bullets. Thing. yeah. And then went and dropped uh, whatever they dropped on Marathonus. And still they didn't kill any of you. And still didn't hurt anyone. Wow. Okay. No one was hurt from all of this, the three days, the even two days in, um, of fighting. What about in Marathovnos, even with the bombs? Were there any? Nobody was hurt. What? That is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Um, they were not targeting specific, they were not targeting people. The bombs fell on uh, homes or in the backyards. Right. And uh, and when I went back. Yeah, the next day, the third day. The third day in the evening, when after everything finished, mm. um, and there was a... I guess the truce, the Turks declared the truce, so they stopped shooting at us. Huh. Um, anyway, so 
I w- went, after we went home, I realized that uh, a, a napalm bomb had fallen mm-hmm. in our backyard. Yeah. And the only people in the house at the time was uh, Yaya and Thea Vervara. Thea Vervara yeah. was 11 years old. So, yeah, she was little. So my sister and my mother were the, uh, the with, only two. My father they? was out helping somewhere as well, mm. like I was. Okay. And Eva St- Stelios, who was um, 15 at the time, mm-hmm. he was helping That's somewhere. That's the younger brother, yeah. 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 He was somewhere helping, and I don't I don't know the details, but yeah. because I was, they were not with me, so I don't yeah. know exactly I wonder they what their perspective is, too. Yeah, but Theo Vervara was alone with, with her mother, with, mm-hmm. with, yeah, with my mother. And, yeah. um, and when the, the bomb fell in the, you know, the Napa bomb fell in the backyard, I mean, the explosion was tremendous. Well, and of they, course. Were they and, in the uh, bomb shelter? No, there was no bomb shelter. We had nothing at this point. How okay? did nothing hurt well, them? Well, we didn't expect anything like oh, this. Oh, I so. mean, like, how did nothing hurt them? Like, okay. It's just amazing. Yes, how they yes, it's amazing. <laughs> well, the napalm bomb is um, basically sets things on fire. Oh, okay. So it breaks open and uh, spreads this uh, uh, very flammable material, which yeah. catches fire. Okay. And so it burned everything in the backyard that was that was flammable so all the uh, mm. Papu had all these um, trunks of trees that he was yeah. working on and making mm-hmm. whatever wooden things and everything, everything burned. the burned. entire thing was burnt oh my goodness yeah yeah but it was far enough from the house so that the house was safe and it didn't fall on the house otherwise both the AI and yeah Nevada that would have yeah. been horrible anyway wow. so we didn't know anybody any of these we were right we were at the front so mm-hmm. And that was probably the safest place to be because... I was going to say, you probably yeah. would have been safer if you were there, but anyway. Okay, so so we continued to uh, basically uh, fire at them, at their positions. Okay. Um, until the end of the day. And the planes just came three times. And they did whatever they did. Nobody died. And we were still there. So the night comes again. And everything stops. In the meantime, we... Um, we're told that that the our troops are coming from the uh, west, so we need to remain in that position so that we can divert the attention of the Turkish military to our position. Okay. So that they it will make it easier for the regular troops to come from the west, hmm. and we we obeyed the the directive. Right. We remained there and mm-hmm. so we had to sleep again that night and keep guard that night. What day was this now? And this was Sunday night, okay. the 21st. So this is, man. The second I'm day. I'm getting the days mixed up. Yeah, okay. So we're still on the second day. Yeah. Okay. So, um, again, uh, we didn't, I get my, my time to, to keep guard was like... <laughs> Some random one, time two, in three, the middle of the night. One in the morning to three o'clock in the morning. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, and I was given, again, a shotgun. And then, uh, again, I had to find a place to kind of position myself. Yeah, yeah. I sat down on the ground in the, um, you know, dry soil. Yeah. Uh, was plowed, freshly plowed. And mm-hmm. um, and I and I kept uh, my eyes, in you know, in the 180-degree kind of, direction yeah uh, on all sides on, on toward the uh, where the Turks could probably uh, come from if, right. if they decided to come and confront us mm. but they chose not to so the morning comes again and we start shooting at them again mm-hmm. and the planes come again and every whole, time you guys start they're like okay the we're gonna thing, go oh my the god the whole thing is repeated oh my god uh, that is then crazy. we realize Okay. That our troops had arrived from the west. Hmm. Why? Because we see them shooting at the Turkish village from the west. We see the explosions. They used some powerful um, uh, cannon, kind of. We uh, had that. Yeah, they called them bow. Uh, the Interesting. We would, yeah, they would they would shoot a shell, wherever it hit, it would explode and destroy everything. So. Wow. Anyway, I don't know the names in English. I'm. That's I'm okay. not I was never. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go through uh, the interesting training. thing is when I went to the military after I finished school uh, I was trained on those things yeah later on yeah, yeah later on. years later yeah. yeah and I was yeah. trained also on the browning machine guns which we didn't have at the time but uh, mm. all right let me let me finish the story <laughs> yes, of yes. The, the third day because that yes. was very important okay okay 
what we did that day was the assault on the Turkish positions was from both directions, from our direction and the west, and it was relentless, and it went on for hours. Oh my gosh! Until about um, probably th- I don't remember what time, but I think it was later in the day, one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. Towards the Turks. Yes. No. Yes. So um, our troops moved in from the west, mm-hmm. and uh, at some point we were given the signal to move in as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's a huge, okay. Yep. Wow. So we moved in and we had the guys with the, with the rifles and the guys with the, with the machine gun yeah. will move uh, ahead of me, for example, and they will move um, just a few yards, mm. they take a position, start shooting, and I will follow them. While they're shooting, I will be, I will Moving lift forward. myself up and no, move. No. Mm-hmm. forward to their position mm-hmm. and bring the, the supplies and then um, and then they will uh, stand up again and run for another 10 yards and then they fall down and they start shooting again and then I will follow them and oh catch up with them. So this went on for hours? So this went on for hours, probably around 2 or 3 o'clock. I don't remember the exact times now. It's been such a long That's time. That's okay. <laughs> um, we arrived basically entered the Turkish village mm. from the south. Oh my gosh. And we found out, and our army had already entered from the west. Mm. Regular, regular troops. And we found out, and we all moved into the military base. Okay. Yeah. And we found out that um, the Turks had uh, pulled out mm. earlier that morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pulled out of the military base. They pulled out of all the village the village homes, and uh, left very little behind. Um, and uh, the place was absolutely empty. Wow. So we went in. I remember the, the I went into the, well, the first thing we did was we went to the flag, the, the, the flagpole. Mm-hmm. And we brought down the Turkish flag. Of course, yeah. And we raised the Greek flag. So oh. I was there. Oh, wow. Uh, when we raised the Greek what flag on the What a crazy memory. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So the people... And we took... I took the Turkish flag. You did? Yes. I took it home. What? Yes, yes. They let you take it? The little 16-year-old? 17-year-old? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Do you know where it is? Well, I, I'm the one who, who brought it down. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> I folded it. Do you know where it is? Uh, I knew where it was, but it's not there anymore. Oh, that's I mean, a silly question. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll get back to that later. What that's I also very did is that, Yeah, what I also did is that I wrote all the names of the ones that were in that 28 group, 28-person okay. group on that flag. Oh, my goodness. And then, of course, what? I left it behind. So if the Turks found it, they found Yay. their names on it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway. Wow. Okay. Fun facts. So interesting. So we're telling the whole world now. I know. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Anyway, that's the truth. So that's we, what happened. We lowered so. the flag. We lowered the Turkish flag, and uh, and then we went into the barracks. Yeah. Uh, the soldiers' barracks, and there was nothing. There were no weapons. There was not. They left nothing. So I'm confused. The the village the village that you went into the Turkish village. So that wasn't necessarily that wasn't like um. A Turkish military base. That was a village where like normal people lived. Yes, yes. Okay. But there was a military base at the edge of the village oh, toward oh, oh. Marathonos. Oh, okay. So that's who you were targeting, yeah. not necessarily the villagers themselves. No, no, no. But when you arrived, there was nothing in in the uh, barracks there either, or the actual village with yes, people. Yes, everybody left. What they did is that they pulled back into the mountains. Okay. The the, the Bendavaktilos mountains, and, yeah. and I don't know where they went. And, I mean. And, to find protection and um so probably and none of them were harmed i assume so i hope so i mean i don't we we, we don't not, know though yeah, yeah we have yeah, no idea hopefully not yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we have no idea but hopefully nobody I mean, was harmed it was very it was a very difficult time it was a very difficult time i'll tell mm-hmm. you i'll tell you the other thing i want to tell you is that mm-hmm. when you are at war and you are in this you are you must be in a in a mentality a certain mentality. A certain mentality. To like survive. To survive and also to actually be effective as a soldier. Yeah, yeah. And I know how that is. Yeah. 
since that day. It was that day. Mm-hmm. It was that day that uh, the news came to us that one of our friends was yeah. killed at another front. Not, okay. Not near Marathovnos, but somewhere else. Somewhere else. One of the Marathovnos people, one of the friends we had, he was older in... in he was in his late twenties, uh, uh, and um, but was but young we, though, but yeah. yeah, he was young. He was part of the young adult uh, group of then, mm-hmm. you know Marathonos, mm-hmm. and and um, he was a very good person, a very good Aww. person, and uh, uh, he, yeah, the news came that he died, that he that was that same day. Yes, that morning. Oh, before you went in with the that morning, two. That morning. Well, that would have also caused some. Intense yeah. feelings, I feel like, too. Well, that's what happened. That caused intense feelings. Mm-hmm. And that is the most dangerous thing that can happen to a person. Yeah. Because those intense feelings can translate into uh, killing of others in yeah. revenge for the loss of a friend. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And I thank God that we didn't find any yeah. people when we entered. Because Seriously. I don't know how that would have gone. Mm-mm. Okay? Yeah. Because Very that true. every everybody in the group was so full of anger and frustration and uh, and wanting revenge for the death mm. of our friend that it would have been very difficult if we encountered people mm. um, and and you know and God protected us I think from doing something stupid like for that sure. yeah. and for me uh, God protected me from killing anybody because you, you know, wouldn't I be was, able to be a priest if I you wouldn't killed be able somebody to be a priest, yeah. yeah so it's very true yeah <laughs> And I wasn't, I, I mean, I wasn't even, I never used the, any weapon to shoot at them. Yeah, you happened throughout to Throughout the entire use. thing. Right. I was just assisting the others, uh, you know, and yeah. bringing back and forth water and other things and mm-hmm. food that people would send us. And so it was really a big operation. It was not a right. small no, I thing, understand. you know, because we, we were there for three days and we needed, uh, we needed supplies. So mm. people would bring the supplies to a certain point. I would yeah. pick them up, and I would be running from uh, place to place, hiding, you know, kind of making small moves and yeah. bringing the stuff closer to the group so that yeah. the, they can have Whatever they water, have, food, yeah. and ammunition mm-hmm. that was useful for for this day. So, but I, I do think I, that I didn't have to kill anybody because. You know, I mean, yeah, I, that that in itself is a miracle too. Because yeah. that would have changed your. I probably would change my life. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, cha- it changes yeah. your life. It changes your way of thinking. Yeah. It changes your way. It changes of, everything. Yeah, it changes everything. And, it changes everything. You know, you, the taste of blood is a horrible thing for anyone to taste. Yeah. You know, in that sense of yeah. of killing yeah. someone. So um, when you walked into the place so we came into there. we came into the uh, the military base and yeah. it was empty and mm. um, we went up to the flag and we brought the flag <laughs> down. And, wrote the uh, names down, folded it up. Well, I didn't write the names down until later, but yeah, I folded it <laughs> respectfully. Yes, okay? that's nice. That's and good. carried it all the way back Aww. and brought it home. Wow. And it was my, um, I guess, my uh, trophy, you know, it was okay. my trophy. Yeah. Did you give it to you? Yeah. Did you hand it to you? Did I you say anything? I told them, yeah, I yeah. showed them the flag, you know. and Were I, they upset with you? No, why would they be upset? Well, because, I mean, because you were, like, basically in the front lines in a certain area. So no, wouldn't honey, everybody, be, this is life. This is how That's you, how it yeah, was. That's how you So are. that was expected. Yeah. And, and. I mean, you don't hide. Theodoros, too, right? He was, he was also somewhere else. He though? was, he was in Omohostos. He was in the regular yeah. army. Yeah, the older, was, the older yeah, brother. Yeah. Stelios was younger, so he was in the back somewhere. I don't know exactly where he yeah. was. But, but so that was expected, like, Yaya understood that you guys would be in different places because even Bapu was somewhere else too. Yeah, yeah. Man. Mm. So that was expected or understood that that was happening. Yeah. 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 It was, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, stay right. home and uh, no, hide? No, I know. Exa- I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. At least we were there. Trying uh, to do Trying that. to do something to protect the women and children and the old people who are behind you. Yeah. Because yeah. If, if, if the... The, tr- the Turkish troops have advanced in our direction, we mm. would have resisted. Right. Now, if they threw a lot of troops on us, you know, we're only 28 people. That's true. So it, was, it would have been... Really in that they, one group, yeah. yeah. If they knew how many people we were, they would have attacked us. Yeah. But... Because you're such a small They group. could... Yeah. They, and their plan was to pull back until, until the entire 
army, the Turkish army is ready to attack and, and mm. take the island o- over. It was not, they didn't, yeah. they didn't worry about the 28 people, the one village. They were right. waiting for the right time mm. to do what they wanted to do. The plan was big plan. And, and but you didn't know that at the time. Did oh, we had no idea what they were planning. But Yeah, you didn't understand that at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we were doing whatever we thought it was the right thing at the time. And, and we had a little bit of direction, but not much. Right. And we had a little bit of communication with the main troops, mm-hmm. which wanted us to divert the attention of the Turks toward our direction. Mm. And the planes, too. Hmm. Because the planes came to us, and mm. they didn't attack the regular army that was coming from the other side. Oh, wow. So we, and uh, yeah, we were really severely attacked. I mean, we were, I mean, wave of planes after wave of planes after wave of planes, mm. three times, three or four times yeah. on Sunday and three or four times on Monday. They just bombarded us like crazy. But uh, nobody died, and that's amazing again. So uh, by the end of the day, you know, we, w- I, this is Monday now, okay? Monday the 22nd. Okay. Um, I was back July, Monday the 22nd of, uh, two, of 1974. Mm-hmm. I was back home. Yes. Because we had entered the village, the Turkish village. Nothing was there. Yeah, we didn't go into the village. We didn't. I didn't care to go into people's homes. But I. Yeah. We went into the base. That's good. And then the troops, the army came and kind of went through and kind of secured the place and and they made their they stationed themselves uh, there, and they were stationed there for the next few weeks. The next three weeks. How was it seeing a an empty village, like walking in and there's no life there? Did that feel weird? It did feel weird, but it felt safe too because yeah, no, okay. we were we were very careful. That's true. We were also very careful because we didn't know if somebody stayed behind and would yeah, try to who shoot knows? us. Yeah, yeah we, I mean, we were scared. Really, we walked in scared. Yeah. So you didn't want to poke around people's homes. I didn't. I didn't care to do that, but uh, because the army had already arrived and we encountered them, so hmm. we went into the military base first before the regular army came. That's why I was the one who brought the flag down. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we were the first ones to enter. Okay. And then, as we waited around and kind of w- went through the military base and went through the barracks and uh, looked for anything that might be valuable, like a, a weapon or something, we found little things like a flash flashlight or whatever. Yeah. So I brought, I took the flashlight. I found the flashlight. <laughs> brought it back. It was a nice military flashlight, like a NATO uh, huh. issued military. Interesting. Yeah, flashlight. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, because the Turks get all of their weapons from NATO and from the United States, so... I know, yeah. yeah. So we returned. We returned... Um, Home. We walked back. I mean, we were a mile and a half away, so we kind of walked right. back. Yeah. Well, how else were you going to get there? But yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, we walked back. <laughs> and I went home, and my mother and my sister were so scared. Mm. I mean, they were, sh- they were shaking. They were shaking. Especially Varvara. She was so young. Yeah. Um, and then I went to the backyard and found out... The bomb. What happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the shell of the bomb was still there. Mm. It was a NAPO bomb that the American troops u- used in um, Vietnam. Yeah. To burn uh, uh, entire areas of forests so they can clear out because the the Viet Cong were hiding in the forests. And mm-hmm. Anyway, so... So it was the same. It was the so same. They dr- the Turks had these weapons from the United States. Mm. So yeah. I went in, I went into the backyard and I found the shell, and on the shell, oh. it said, "U.S. Air Force." Oh man. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. And then we went out in other places and we found the places where the rockets fell. Rockets. They, I mean, they shot rockets at the village, and none of them hit the house. That is crazy. But they will create these craters. It's huge craters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And but and still nobody was. And nobody was hurt. Nobody yeah. was hurt. What? Yeah. That's amazing. Nobody was injured at and all. They, and they and they had um, uh, dropped bombs and and fired rockets all over. Okay, everywhere. There were there were big um, craters from the rockets, and there were bombs that mm-hmm. hit all kinds of things. Um, but not a single home was hit, actually. It was wow. in the yards, in the front, in the back. In yeah, the nothing. Empty spaces. And um, Do you think that was done on purpose? Did and the church was they? not hit either. Oh. 
which was very interesting because the church sits at the top of the hill. Yeah, everyone can see it yeah. too. But at this point, it was not touched. Do you think they did that on purpose? To do what? To purposely not hit? Because you would think that they, they would know how to aim if they really wanted to hit the homes. Do you think that was like a strategic thing? Do we even maybe, know? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it was a strategic thing to scare us so that we can leave. So you would just go? Because, yeah, because they wanted, they wanted that part of the island and uh, they wanted us to get out anyway, which we did eventually, but well, it wasn't yeah, until three wasn't weeks until later. later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yes, it's possible. Maybe. It's possible. Yeah. But that accuracy of <laughs> I mean, dropping the napal bomb in the yard instead of on the house. I mean, we're talking about a few yards away, you know, it's not a... Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. The yeah. accuracy How of, would they know that? Yeah. of the racket falling in front of the house instead of on the house. Uh -huh. Maybe they missed the house. I don't know. Maybe they just <laughs> did it randomly and didn't care. And it, but yeah, but and still, even then, you would think like by yeah. chance it would hit a house. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it still didn't. Yeah, that's yeah, a miracle yeah. to me. Yeah. I think that's a miracle because that's amazing that it didn't yeah. hurt anybody, uh, other than your minds. Like you guys at that point were not at peace. Yeah. You're scared. You didn't know what to do. Yeah, and also in the fields, you know, when when they came, when they dived down and kind of uh, shot at us yeah. with with their machine guns, mm -hmm. they, um, yeah, all of that just missed us. I mean, yeah, that was what? amazing. Nobody was killed. Life. Nobody was even not a scratch. You know, not nothing except for my cousin who was, uh, uh, he. He passed out. He was so. Yeah. It scared him. Yeah, he scared him. Of course, I would have passed out. He was out a kid. Too. Yeah, I mean, he was a kid. He was yeah. My age. He, was, he was a year older than me. Well, it's not like you age. grow up thinking, I'm going to prepare for <coughs> war one day. Like, you're not growing up. There's nothing. No. You're not prepared for those kinds of things. Yeah, so, you, of yeah, course, yeah. you're going to get scared and pass out. No, but I think, uh, you know, I mean, you, you would think oh, that you were brave or whatever. We were all scared. I mean, we walked into the Turkish military base feeling. Where is going to come? Uh, yeah. Where are they going to come at us now from? Oh, know? my God. Yeah. Where from are they coming? What an or intense would, feeling. Or would they shoot at us or whatever. And, and we were very careful as we approached. Right. But once we were up and we're standing and walking through the you're base. You're totally exposed. Yeah, you're totally exposed. Anybody so could have been there that's right. you. Of course, they, <laughs> as I said, they executed a plan that was more let's pull back. Let them have it for now because we're going to get it back later. And that's what they did because they were, the plan was to take everything back later. So they didn't care. So they pulled all their people out to not have any uh, victims, any injuries or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, when the time came, they came back and they took everything. Wow. So it was very, um, you know, it was, it was a big relief for me to get back home. Yeah. It was a big relief because of the way we survived for three days, you know, yeah. hardly, hardly surviving. Yeah. But it was also, there was an ex exhilarating thing about it that um, because you are, you are in the middle of um, something that your adrenaline rises and you kind of, um, and we were ready to die. We, at some yeah. point, we were ready to die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had no... Uh, qualms about that. We were ready to give our lives for our country. Wow. Yeah. And that is a very special feeling that it's not, you don't get it all the time. It's not very easy to get it. It's, mm -hmm. it was a very special feeling. Yeah. Which I know what it is. And then the anger and the, um, the revenge part, mm. which was very dangerous. And yeah. it goes again with the adrenaline and the desire to die for your country and then and that is very dangerous because then you can become very violent Yeah. through that. And we have cases, and you will study in the Vietnam, the village where the soldiers went in and they killed mm -hmm. everybody, and nobody understands why they did because they were not a threat. It's exactly what yeah, you're talking about. You will, we already will, studied it. Yeah. We already, already studied yeah. it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And, and I didn't know of that when that happened to us. Mm -hmm. But we, yeah. we were in that mode yeah. I realized when I read rage, the story later. Just rage. Yeah, when I was taking psychology and I learned of that story later. Yeah. I realized we were in that mode. We could go in and we would kill everything and, and anything yeah. that was in the way. Yeah. And uh, and that is a very. That's how strong your emotions can awful, get. Awful, awful situation yeah, for a human being to be in. Yeah, that must feel a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. At, at the moment, moment, you're not thinking, you're just yeah. angry, you're yeah. rage, you're in at rage. At that moment, you don't know what you're doing. Right. But later, if you were to do something and you look back, you would be horrified at yeah, yourself. Yeah, what you did yeah. and what you were capable of doing. Yeah. yeah. So when you... When so I had the feeling, I had that understanding. Yeah. I didn't know at the time how horrible it was until mm-hmm. much later, and especially after I started learning about Studying that behaviors kind of thing. and things like that. And yeah. Realize what that was and like what it gives you power to do things that people should not do. So when you when you went home and you saw Yaya and you saw Thea and um, at that point you guys stayed at home. There was nothing really going on at that point. When we after we entered into the Turkish village, we learned that um, the that Turkey declared truce. Okay. And they were calling for the the Greek Cypriots and the and the and the government of Greece to sit down and negotiate. Okay. Okay. So, beginning on the twenty second, yeah, they stopped the fighting everywhere, and they sat. Well, they decided to sit down and negotiate. Okay. Um, so you were home during that time. So we yeah. So we went home okay. that night on the twenty second, and but we we were not trusting, of course. Well, yeah. So and because of what happened with the napalm bomb that fell in our backyard, mm-hmm. we the the adults, you know, they we decided that uh, we were not adults. My father, my father led the uh, <laughs> the family to dig a mm. um, a prochoma, we called it a um, bomb shelter, like a bomb shelter, yeah, but not a heavy duty one, right? Just something just to, to dig a hole, mm-hmm. and we covered it with uh, wooden. Hmm. Um, logs, whatever was left from the fire. Oh my God. And then we put soil over it. Mm-hmm. So if a bomb fell close by and exploded, it um, it would protect you. Okay. But if a bomb fell on you, there was yeah. no protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really a makeshift kind of uh, yeah. bunker. That you guys made sort. together? The, you guys yeah, dug yeah, yeah. we dug it ourselves. So the next three or four or five days, we were digging wow. and creating that. Jeez. enough, Big enough to contain, you know, all of us. And five to have, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, five of us, and and uh, and uh, and to have some supplies like a little bread, a little food, a little water, and that's or six of you, four, yeah. or five, six, and that's where <laughs> the family ended up mm. when the Turks came in the second round, yeah, which well, started on uh, September uh, on uh, August, August 14th. 14th, yeah, but we're gonna talk about yeah, but we'll talk about that, that later ne- yeah. the next because they saw yeah because the planes were flying over the over the town. They sought kind of protection in that, and I almost left them behind. Mm. And that's the story I'm going to tell you the next time. Okay, <laughs> so that will be the the next episode. Yeah. That's very. I have never heard that story before. <laughs> Quite that. I've never. I don't think you've ever talked about. Well, there was no reason for me to really ask you specifically. Yeah. And why would you technically bring up those things? You've given like little tidbits growing up about the feeling of you know being upset like anger um kind of the ability of humanity to go you know on the other side um but we've never talked about it in detail like that that wow okay yeah that's heavy was that the only person that you found out when you came back home that was um a casualty that i had passed away during that time or did you know that there were a few people during the first few days that had passed away in the front line somewhere else yeah um that was the first one and we were already we we were on the front line when we learned that he had died yeah okay Mm -hmm. that's the first one okay we didn't hear of anybody else dying until we returned home and then the news started coming and there were several people. There was another young man who was my age but he was in the military already because he wasn't in school Mm. And we're very close friends. Hmm. Uh, and um, he was killed as well. Okay. I don't remember where exactly he was killed and right now, but in those But there days, were course, several. There were several there were that several you guys knew. Yeah. Yes, yes. We had... I think by... During this first um, phase of the invasion, we had from Marathonus probably uh, seven people who died. Did you do any funerals? Um, like, were there any funerals done during that time? Yes. So were, did you feel like you yes. could mourn during that time? Yes. Okay. Yes. 
Yeah. Of course. Yeah, that's... Because that would have... To me, that, I feel like that would have been hard. Well, it was part of the next three weeks. It was the facing the reality of what happened and mourning for those who died. Yeah. Uh, burying them. Um, and it was a very difficult time. And did time. the priest at that time... At the, that time... I forgot his name now. Father Kyriakos. Yeah. yeah. Did he... He was the one who did the funerals? Yeah, yeah. So it kind of not went back to normal, obviously. There's nothing normal about that. But, I mean, it it almost gave you a false sense that maybe we'll, we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, we'll get through this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We never imagined that we would leave our homes. Permanently. Permanently. We never thought yeah. that would happen. We never imagined, okay? Even yeah. when it was happening, I could not believe it. Jeez. Okay? I could not believe that those were Turkish tanks and they were able to actually come in a way. That's crazy. And that we had to go. Okay, I never imagined that. Even when I was seeing it happening in front of me, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. I could never believe that those who were able to stop Turkey from doing that did not stop Turkey from doing that. I still cannot believe that they actually allowed them to commit such a great crime. That's it. <sighs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Enough for today. Yeah. That's really sad. Anyway, <laughs> let's close the podcast for the day. Yeah, so. I think we're done yeah. now. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we'll, we'll we'll come back to the um, the third episode. Yeah, we'll come back. The third episode maybe will be, next week, but yeah. the third episode will be like the permanent, like walking away from home, even though you didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, and like how how long that lasted, and like what yeah what happened after that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, we will continue next time. Sorry for the crying. And yeah.